The Inconquerable. Number 576. August 2021. Welcome back, everybody, to The Incomparable. I'm your host, Jason Snell. It's summer. It's the summer of Spielberg here in The Incomparable. And now we're going to the the big one in some ways, The what was for f- several years the biggest grossing movie of all time. We're going to talk about Jurassic Park from 1993. And also, it's Spielberg-directed sequel, which is another movie that exists, The Lost World, <laughs> colon, Jurassic Park from 1997. A movie that I couldn't remember if I had seen it, and now that I've seen it, I still don't know if I saw it before. <laughs> so that's something. Uh, here to talk about these two Spielberg movies, uh, is it a tale in contrast? Maybe. You be the judge. Uh, we'll we'll all be the judge together, and the, the judges will be me and also Kathy Campbell. Hello. Hello. I've been summoned. Gene McDonald is also here. Hello. Hello. Um, and I'm here to discuss sexism in survival situations. <laughs> Tony Sindelar was so busy wondering if he could be on a podcast. He wa- he didn't ask if he should be on a podcast. Hello. <laughs> uh, that is to say, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and Cicero Holmes is also here. Hello. Hey, uh, I found this can of... Uh, Shaving cream? cream? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was in the dirt. Does, any, does it belong to anyone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the intellectual property of that can is disputed, really. Yeah. It doesn't belong to nature, the Barbasol company. Yes. <laughs> Procter & Gamble. All right. So yeah. Jurassic Park, a huge movie, um, incredibly successful, introduced CGI to the world, just a, bit, just a, a, a wild ride of a movie about dinosaurs. Uh, and, and of course, then it prompted Michael Crichton to write a sequel novel to cash in and them to make another movie because, you know, you got to make, uh, more movies when you have a big hit movie. So we will talk about the lost world maybe in a little bit, but for, I, I want to focus on, uh, Jurassic Park, the original, uh, for a while. Uh, this is, uh, a movie that I hadn't seen in a long time. It's funny. I wonder... I kind of wonder what genre this movie is in. If that's a, I know that's a weird way to start, but like, mm. I feel like it is a, a couple of different movies at once. It is Spielberg playing all of his Jaws kind of tricks. I yeah. feel like. Oh boy, yes. The <laughs> Velociraptors are really Jaws. You see them, but don't, they're around, but you don't see them. But they're terrifying, and they eat a guy at the beginning, and then you really don't see them until right at the end. Yeah. Um, because he's saving them for last. Uh, but, you know, there's also this whole other thing going on, which is about a <laughs> about a Willy Wonka-esque uh, lunatic who has decided to create a dinosaur <laughs> theme park played by uh, Sir Richard Attenborough. And, and that part of the movie is, uh, I'd say, totally different than the rest of the movie. Uh, but I, I don't know. I mean, in the end it is, it is a horror movie. The movie it reminded me the most of is Alien, believe it or not. Yes. That seems weird, but I I think this movie's kind of like the PGA version of Alien (laughs) or Aliens a little bit, which is kind of strange, right? Okay. So I've never, I've, I've never seen any of the Alien movies because I don't like scary movies. Oh, um, hello. I, but- I know. So so <laughs> Jurassic Park, when it first came out, my brother, obsessed with dinosaurs, 
begged us to go. Mm-hmm. And we, of course, were, my parents were very concerned about how scary it would be. And so told him to read the book first. And he <laughs> got like halfway through the book and said, Mom, this is going to be way too scary for me. Oh, God. So <laughs> we didn't watch it until it came out on VHS. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched it and I was just like, oh, my gosh, these dinosaurs are great. And yes, it was scary and overwhelming at at times, but I loved, you know, the girl power. I loved the science behind it. I loved the theme park aspects of it. So I don't, now I think I need to watch Aliens because I think I would enjoy it if it's similar to Jurassic Park. There's a lot less standing around marveling at the beauty of the aliens <laughs> than there is in the scenes in, in Jurassic Park where they're yes. marveling at the beauty. But that is like really the, I would put the standing around marveling at the beauty in the theme park par- movie part of the movie, which is right. isn't it an amazing thing we've we've made here. And then there's the everything goes horribly, horribly wrong part. Uh, and and that's when you get the uh, the reason it reminds me of Aliens especially, but Alien as well, is the relentless nature of the action. Once the action kicks off, there's kind of like every time you think they're done with a set piece, there's just another set piece right behind it. Mm-hmm. And you and you have very in fact the only time you have to breathe is when Samuel L. Jackson goes to turn on the circuit breakers. And that's <laughs> at which which watching it now, I'm like, wait a second. They just he just dies off screen and it's never dealt he with does. until they find his arm. And then I read that there was a whole scene where he's killed, uh, that the the set was destroyed in Hurricane Inaki, which blew across Kauai, where they saw a lot of the, uh, shot a lot of this movie, and they just decided to bag the scene and not show him dying. <laughs> so that the reason there's a break there is only because the, the yet another set piece just got canceled. But there are still so many, and the one that really strikes me is the they have their whole. Uh, T-Rex terrifying showdown and then uh, the car gets kicked into the tree and you're like well they can get the kid out of the tree this will be a little break nope <laughs> the, <Right. laughs> the, the tree itself is also a monster that's trying to kill you so it just keeps on going it- it's so funny though because I actually I made a note and I was like the the moment that they wake up you know they go and fall asleep in the tree and they have the vegisauruses and the sneezing I was like what a great break in the stress and in the story uh-huh. was having this moment of magic again very similar to that f- the intro true. you know parts of it and I love I love that moment because you could breathe a little bit and then it all you know goes uh-huh. downhill again. Yes. Well, <laughs> Jason, you said you, you wanted to know what the genre was for this. Uh-huh. Um, Disaster? Yeah, so like old old uh, video game players will know that The Legend of Zelda created the adventure genre <laughs> of, of video games. Um, I would say that Jurassic Park created the theme park version oh. of movies, right? Like this is yeah. just, the, it is just the ride, right? Like, you you establish yourself. You're waiting online in the beginning. Uh-huh. You see something ominous at the very beginning of the ride as you're walking in. Uh, you're talking to your friends mm-hmm. as everything is kind of getting set up. Uh, then you get on the ride and it seems nice and calm. You get to see the dinosaurs and then everything goes to poop. 
Yep. Right? Like uh <laughs> chaos, chaos ensues, uh life finds a way, and and you're 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 scared out of your mind. And then you get that nice little low where some slime slimes you for a little bit, and then you're back up and down and loop the loops and you know, forty-five degree banks at three G's uh until you come back and your hair is blown blown away uh-huh. and you know and then like the people as you're pulling into the stop the people are looking at you <laughs> that are waiting for their turn to get on the ride and they're looking at you as you kind of look unsure about what you've just witnessed and they're like are you sure I should do this <laughs> and you look for half a second and you're like hell yeah. hell yeah and you get off and you run back to get on the line I have a theory which is that Steven Spielberg loves um amusement park rides yeah. And I actually think it's one of his worst traits as a filmmaker because sometimes <laughs> what he makes are amusement park rides and not movies. Right. And I would argue, because Cicero, I, I think you're, I, I like your metaphor. I think you're right. I, I do think, by the way, the genre might be a disaster movie, like Towering Inferno or kind of thing, because sure. the idea is it's the theme park right. disaster. But right. the second movie, which we're not going to talk about yet, but I'm just, I just want to mention this, is <laughs> the second movie is the one that really feels like a ride to me. Yes. Because at the yes. end, it basically the movie's like no we're done everybody get yep. back and get back in your helicopter we're done so true um and so it just true. ends it's like literally like rides over go home here it's a little more natural although i i keep noticing like not only are there theme park like rides in the movie because it's a theme park so they go like let's go visit the scientists and all of that right. with dinosaurs <laughs> but, but but later uh there there are like moments where people are like sliding down things and all and i'm right. like this is literally just a ride that these characters are on they're on they're on the ride it's not my favorite part of spielberg but i think in the in jurassic park it is modulated um i gotta be honest like i think the park part of this is the part that makes no sense um and that that is not necessary other than that they wanted it to be uh uh do all the theme park riffing because first off in this movie so so uh they go get Sam Neill and Laura Dern, uh, whether on their dig in the Badlands, right. and Hammond comes, which is Richard Attenborough, and he's like, "Oh, you're not going to believe this." And you know, I don't, I, I know, I'm only going to loosely hold Jurassic Park to reality here, but I'm going to hold it a little bit, which is, there is no <laughs> way that experts on dinosaurs don't know that they've made dinosaurs. And right. and and not only have they made dinosaurs, but they've made dinosaurs and they've made lots of dinosaurs and they brought in contractors who poured lots of concrete and they built rides <laughs> and they've done branding and they're ready to open like next week after you sign off on this. And I, and I thought I, as I was watching, I was thinking, you know, the part of this movie that I could do without is sorry, Kathy, is the theme park. I, like I would have okay. rather this movie been um you know, we've got we've got our first dinosaurs and we want to come and have you check them out and have it all go to hell instead, especially since unlike the uh, the eventual sequel, Jurassic World, which literally puts park goers in danger. This movie doesn't actually do that. It's an empty yeah. park. It's just a park right. that's being tested out. And I, I'm not sure that part makes sense or is necessary, um, but it's there. And they spent mm-hmm. a lot of time on here's the ride and here's the narration and we spared no expense. Well, I mean, I think, you know, Spielberg slash Michael Crichton, um, I, I think they love the the you call him Willy Wonka. I, I, I guess I, I thought of uh, Walt Disney. Sure. Uh, they like they like the uh, basically uh, diluted and much too rich 
pseudo villain who <laughs> is uh, has all these people and who then has an army of scientists and you know w- employees marching behind him who are happy to do things for money that are don't make any sense. Well, and of course they'll 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 sign the the massive NDAs. You yes, know. even though right. there are people dying. <laughs> Right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I guess I'm willing to buy into the, you know, the the, the CEO who is just completely deluded. And how do people not know this? Uh, I mean, you know, why don't you use this technology to cure cancer? I don't want to cure cancer. I want to open a very dangerous dizzy world. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I, I guess I, I was along with that. Because, but I, I guess to me, it was more like. You know, I guess they're really desperate for funding because it's like, I'm not going to go to Costa Rica for something that's like, you're not going to give me more information about what is in Costa Rica. Yeah. Um, that you was know, an, I'm not going to go to Costa Rica for or, or to an island for a surprise. I've got better things to <laughs> I do. I thought that was realistic because scientists are desperate for funding. Yeah, yeah. Desperate. yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah he's funding it for three years. Yeah. And he's and, you know, I, I think he's a weird eccentric. He's probably probably this is his first dinosaur theme park, but probably he's done a lot of other <laughs> weird stuff. Uh, he yeah. had a flea circus. Clearly. Yeah, he yeah, he got funding together circus. for that. I'm just willing to. Be- I'm totally willing to buy in that the people who have had to do business with him over the last 20 years have done some weird things at his assistance uh, <laughs> and have rolled their eyes and then and then just and cast a check. The thing that struck me, yes, the Willy Wonka vibes were very strong, but also the island of Doctor Moreau. Mm. Yes. Um, yes, I thought about yes. that too. Yeah, yeah, like so. It, and I thought to myself, wow, that's, that's really cool. Willy Wonka meets Dr. Moreau. I wonder if anybody has ever thought of that. And so I did go- I did Google it. And I'm like, I found like one like tiny review where they said like, you know, it's Will- and it was in an article about like, watch these movies from your childhood again, and you might have a different feeling about mm, them. Yeah. And that this person said like, um, it's Willy Wonka and Dr. Moreau as one person. Think about that. Mm. <laughs> and how, you know, Dr. Moreau gets his comeuppance, and certainly uh, Sir Richard Attenborough does not. No. Nope. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think J- John Hammond makes a lot of bad choices. Uh, I mean, for example, why would you why would you clone velociraptors? That seems like a horrible idea. Um, and keep right. them in a cage where they're so dangerous <laughs> that you basically can't even look at them because they're so dangerous. And it's like, okay, well, we got to clone the T Rex. Everyone wants to see the T Rex, but these things, we should not clone these. We should have murdered them. Right. <laughs> we didn't even know they existed right. before this. But he's kind of delusional, and there's right? even the you know the lawyer sees them and he's like, oh, we're gonna make so much money, and he's like, no, I want to share them with the world, and it's like, you should not share these with the world. Uh, <laughs> should not have done this so i guess jason i'm willing to go along with uh rich people spend money on on things that are nonsensical okay i'll give you that that maybe the maybe the idea here and there's a line that made me laugh sort of cackle madly later uh about uh about how incompetent hammond and his people are like Mm -hmm. i i just i feel like i don't know the movie wants us to to kind of laugh at it but also take it seriously and like the moment where they're in the very dangerous location and they just get out of the cars and they say yeah. oh i told you we should have put automatic locks on the cars it's like mm-hmm. yeah think like, yeah. what, what? <laughs> you think a yahoo is not gonna wander out to go talk to the t-rex that you would right. not think of that until literally the first person to get in the car gets out of the car i just i figure somebody who repeatedly says we spared no expense has spared some expenses uh. <laughs> well jason let me let me tell you about the proposed jurassic park customer mm. this is a refined patron 
mm. with only the best, the most well-behaved charter school kids. Uh-huh. Right? Uh, like Boarding the ones that kids. go eat their sandwich on yes. an island. On and- an island by <laughs> yeah. themselves. In another movie. And they share it. Yeah. Yes, in another film. Um, on another island. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So, of course, they didn't need locks because no. the their their patrons knew to stay inside sure. the vehicle. Well, except for the but the coupon day, coupon day, coupon. They, coupon day. maybe right. they can turn the locks on for coupon <laughs> right. day. Yeah. Okay. So let, let's talk about that a little bit because one of the things that I was wondering about this movie is what is it actually is if it is what is it actually trying to say because mm. there are several points especially before the all the eating of people and chomping and dinosaurs <laughs> screaming happens Rawr. there are are lines that are very clearly meant to be uh kind of like satirical but i i keep trying i'm struggling to figure out what this movie's actually trying to say because there's definitely a classism thing with the lawyer where he's like look we're just here to make money and it's sort of anti-capitalist in that way but like you know i guess the i guess the theme is that um all cuz i was like is it that capitalism is bad or is it that uh, or is human- it that science is bad? Or science is, Frankenst- is bad. And in the end, sorry. And in the end, I think maybe the message here is just that human beings are bad and that they are messing with things that they shouldn't mess with and that all of the things that happen on Jurassic Park are because of the hubris of humanity. And it's not just about our science. It's also about our our capitalism and building a, a theme park around it and all of that. But I did find as the movie's going on that I got a little confused about what it was trying to say because it keeps on like mm-hmm. it, I feel like they keep on rifling through different riffs, you know, about <laughs> about what they're going to satirize and they never really get anywhere other than nature finds a way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess there is a question. Is the, you know, Jeff Goldblum's character, Dr. Ian Malcolm, has all these very quotable lines. Are those the messages that we're supposed to take from the movie? Or is he just <laughs> like, is that just it? Is it is it a surface level uh, or or is it just, you know, make sure that, you know, scientists should ask questions when they work for a deluded old man with too much money? There were two lessons, two lessons in this movie. Um, the first is that Michael Crichton only knows how to make one type of re, uh, write one type of book. Yep. Mm. Uh, disaster book uh, mm-hmm. where, you know, thing goes awry. The other lesson. Not, not even his first theme park got awry. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah. So, like, one of the things that, interestingly enough, I, I had seen Westworld as a, as a youth youth. Probably I was maybe six or seven years old when I saw um, Westworld and remembered it and and then saw and then wound up seeing Jurassic Park when, you know, when it released in the theater. I was probably 15. Um, And at that point, I remember saying, oh, man, this movie is just like Westworld, Mm -hmm. but with dinosaurs. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But the second thing that that this movie was trying to teach you guys was that you should always pay your IT. Pay. Yeah, I was going to say, oh. yeah, because, <laughs> do not well, scrimp, do background yeah, yeah. checks. Right. Do, that's, yes. that's one of it's those lo- moments, right? That where I'm like, IT. Is, is yeah. that what they're trying to say here is that the rich guy is skimping on paying his people and that's the thing that makes this all go awry is that he doesn't yeah. pay Newman from Seinfeld yes. enough to to take care of the the stuff. I I don't know if he's meant to be seen as a sympathetic character. No. Uh, you know. <laughs> is is he is he committing corporate espionage or is he underpaid? Right. Uh, <laughs> you know? Why not both? Yes. Yeah. Why not more more engineers? Like mm. 
Is can Samuel L. Jackson and Newman do it together? I don't. Right. I don't think so. I mean, those no. two guys together can't even write an iPhone app. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, and then you have the teenager that comes in and fixes it all because yeah. followed the well, map. She, that she knew. She was knew Linux. Labeled. She, right. she knew Linux in this incredible GUI. <laughs> I think it was also oh, designed by Michael Crichton because uh in disclosure, yes. his VR world was very, very uh We didn't uh, it it yeah. took us years to figure out how to make computers not look foolish on, on camera. So <laughs> yeah. it was it was, a, it was a simpler time. <laughs> they also did the thing where the computer screens like literally project an image onto people's faces when they're uh when they're uh-huh. looking into a screen. Yes. So yes. Yeah. yes. Love it. With the glasses and the reflection, yeah, right. you know, that was right. definitely yep. necessary. Yeah, well, that that is the um the VR fly through is every nineties mm. computer system yep. is a VR as inefficient as it is. <laughs> and it is hilariously inefficient. That whole scene where where yeah. uh where if, uh, if only this had been a drop down girl is like save yeah. lives. Hold on, I'm flying. I think I found the building. Now I gotta fly <laughs> zoom into that. No, hold on, still going, still mm. waiting. It's like we're being eaten by dinosaurs here. Can you just <laughs> can you just do a command line interface for this? So so uh I do think though that that when you talk about Wayne Knight's character, uh Nedry, um, that again, like he could be a straight up baddie who is just like being paid a huge amount of money to sell out his employer. But the movie goes to the trouble of showing right. that he's disaffected and doesn't feel he's actually being paid and Attenborough is kind of dismissive of him. And I, I think it's a a weird step to make where they're trying to flesh him out and sort of say, maybe this is part of our new theory, which is that this is really a movie about how uh, incompetent Hammond is and and everything is his fault because he's actually very bad at this, that he could have just paid Nedry properly. But like Nedry could have been a much more kind of 2D, two-dimensional villain. And I mean, he's mm-hmm. barely not two-dimensional, but at least he's got like a motive for selling out right. instead of just right. being evil and selling out. Right. Yeah. I think I think really what this proves is that Hammond needed a really good number two to really manage all of the mm. things. He has the dream and he has the money, but he doesn't have someone that can guide. And mm-hmm. clearly his son or whoever's in the second one, which obviously nephew. we're not talking about now. Nephew. Jerky nephew. <laughs> nephew. Yeah. And the lawyer in the first one, like he doesn't pick good number two. Right. And that's that's an issue. That's a problem. You got to have good support. Classic deluded CEO. And I mean, I think the movie shows it to you in terms of like, you know, the well, gift shop Malcolm, is right? literally, like, yeah, but the gift shop is literally stocked with merchandise and they've got all the food is in the, in the cafeteria uh, and, and they've got the animation with him welcoming you to the park and right. the thing that revolves through an actual science lab. But then, yeah, the doors don't have locks, the cars break down and the right. security is not in place. Right. Yeah. So he's done all the surface uh, stuff. Right. For his image of, you know, him where he's going to live on as the animated voice welcoming you to his, his theme park. Uh, and he has not done any of the stuff that matters. <laughs> they had him. The way that the animation went was they also had him talk to himself. Yes. So yes. he is required to give every tour. <laughs> every, that seems like a really poor turnover for the mm. ride. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're not going to be able to pump people through fast mm. enough for John <laughs> to be able to stand there and, and do that little scene every He's got to quickly run from one room yeah. to another. Oh. <laughs> and even in the first ride, it basically breaks down when the people on the ride are like, we don't want to watch this. We want to get yeah, out we're and look, look at the scientists. 
really there should be a lock door between them and whatever Yasu's yeah, are on the ride. Huh? Um, in, a, in a kind of metaphor for what we're going to see later, it's just like, yeah, no, right. you, can, you can do whatever you want. Help yourself to dinosaurs. Um, <laughs> let, let's not forget that he also wants to be at every hatching. Yes. yes. Um, every to, single to one. To supposedly uh, uh, imprint. imprint them on. Yeah. <laughs> what a guy. Ian Malcolm. Uh, Jeff Goldblum's character, right? Like yes. it is. He's uh, brought, sexy. Ian, he is brought <laughs> in. <laughs> yes. He's brought in by the lawyer, whereas Sam Neill uh, and Laura Dern are brought in by Hammond, and you know they're all like he figures like they're gonna love it, and he's kind of frowning at the lawyer who's brought in this. You, what is it? I brought. I brought in scientists. You brought in a rock star. He says. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I'm just gonna lay it out there right now. Jeff Goldblum. Steals this movie. Yes. He is the yeah, best thing in this 100%. movie. And I like this movie a lot, but like Jeff Goldblum is the best thing in it. And to answer Tony's point about like what the what, how the movie is commenting on this, the best part is that Jeff Goldblum comments on it out loud at length about how yes. everything going on is a terrible idea <laughs> yes. that you're going to regret yes. all of it. And, you know, why are you doing this? And this extends into the second movie, which he's he's theoretically more in, although he disappears in most of the movie. But like he he's the best thing in that movie, too, I think, because it's the same thing, which is he's the character who's like, your premise is stupid. Your ideas are stupid. Everybody's going to die. Why are you doing this? And everybody else in the movie is like, well, got to keep on making the movie. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yep. I no, mean, I love to it. be fair, any movie that Jeff Goldblum is yep. in, that is the best part of the movie. You know, the second movie, there's a shot very early on where Jeff Goldblum, uh, I'm just going to call him Jeff Goldblum. Yes. Uh, we're friends. <laughs> uh, is riding the subway. And I was struck by how <laughs> tall he is because he yes. basically spends most of Jurassic Park sitting down or lying down, yes. uh, which is like a good gig for an actor. So you Having know. stood next to him, yes, I can't confirm. Even to myself being six foot and my brother six four, he's mm-hmm. very tall. That said, mm-hmm. um, what what I also kind of like, it's gross, but I kind of like it about Ian Malcolm is that he is a weirdo and he's kind of gross. He's like, right. he's oily. Yeah. The moment where he's talking to Laura Dern about chaos theory and he touches her shoulder and I'm like, oh, dude, don't do that. And then he starts stroking her hair and I'm yeah. like, yeah. oh, no, don't do it. But again, he is... He is. He was like, uh, is she is she available? Oh yeah, I got kids and girlfriends, and I'm looking for the next ex, Mrs. Malcolm, right now. Like he's that is he's he's trying to be. This is the rock star scientist guy, but still, still great fun. It's it's the age age of Bill Clinton, man. Mm. You know, Mm. he is a product of the times. Well, and then in the second movie, he just is almost the opposite of that yeah. and gets to mm-hmm. be the caregiver and the supportive, you know, boyfriend and father, which is like, oh, okay. So I don't know what made that transition for the plot. Almost got work, killed by the dinosaurs. Yeah. It was, it was the end of the age of Bill Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. good point. So Jason, my, uh, you, you know, I was totally in for, Billionaires spend money on on foolish things. I struggled more with how. Do, what do the investors want? Like a report from a chaos theory mathematician and a like a, like are they, and a paleontologist duo. Like they're going to put together some slides and the insurance people are going to be happy with that. I was like, I don't know. I think there's literally the the insurance people just say, I need two scientists to sign <laughs> right. who are not affiliated with you. Do you want to see a picture of these scientists? Because they're weirdos. And they're like, no, we're good. You get two scientists to sign. We are good. The check clears. <laughs> and I. We're we're gonna trust that. We want them to be independent, but by the way, you also just 
just bribed them by saying that you'll fund their research yeah. for their next right. three years. Yeah. So they're not yeah. independent after all. Yeah, clearly the lawyers are like, okay, and the investors are like, we're going to give you some guidelines, but not too right. many because we know that you still fund our lifestyle, but mm. the payouts are going to be too much if we are Also, bring your grandkids. <laughs> Yeah. Also, yeah. which lawyer do we like the least? Send yes. him. <laughs> yeah. Send him. Now, okay, the grandkids. Here's here's another thing that. So, and again, I, I'm I'm listing all these grievances here. I actually really like this movie. No, this I, is a great I movie. Love, it's love a good, movie. Yes. But the other complaint I've got is is the kids because to go back to the Steven Spielberg uh, thrill ride kind of thing, I think there's an aspect of Steven Spielberg that's like it's a movie for kids, so we should have kids in it, and it's like well. The kids don't do a lot other than be computer hackers at the end and scream and be in peril. And there's I, lots I, of kids yeah. in, put in peril. And would this movie be any worse without the kids? I think not. And it feels so much like he's checking a box. Like, we got to have some young, we got to have Wesley Crusher in there, right? right. <laughs> I, I like the stuff in the middle with, with Dr. Uh, with Alan Grant having to be like the caregiver and the, the kind of uh, surrogate father and like taking care of them. Like, I don't know that that works for me. Like, I feel, I feel like he is like taking, you know, like looking after them and taking care of them. And that works. I think that's only there because of the MacGuffin that him yes. and Laura Dern had in the very beginning about having kids. They're trying yes. to give him a story yeah. so arc. The, the, the grandkids are only there to serve that. Yeah, I guess the, uh, there's something I even like that it's like they're not his kids. They're children and they're in danger because this scenario is stupid. Do not bring your children to an right. unlicensed dinosaur park <laughs> alone with your with Willy Wonka, who's your grandpa. father. Do grandpa. not do that. Grandpa Wonka. Yeah, can, can we have a conversation with their parents? I think this was yeah. like, he, like in order to get in the will, they had to send them. Do not send your kids to an, like a, an illegal unlicensed island dinosaur park. park. Yeah. Yeah. Do not yeah. do it. Like it'll well, be okay. I I want to I want to talk about uh, how poorly Tim was treated. Little Timmy, really. Little okay. Timmy was was. I'm going to talk about Lex. <laughs> little Little Timmy was crushed under a car that got thrown on into a tree by a T Rex. He was pulled out of that that car that almost crushed him, and then. The next day, he was electrocuted. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, poor Tim. Jeez. Like, well. Lex, his sister got sneezed on. That was terrible. Yeah. And and she screamed like she was completely traumatized. Oh. But That but, was more than the screaming. Like, every scene with that girl is her, like, I'm in panic attack mode, you know? Yes. My brother is, like, so cool, though. He he's like, ooh, cool. Let's see him eat a goat. He has been concussed. <laughs> yes, he's been concussed. Yeah. He is cool yeah. because he has taken head head damage in the uh, in the first attack. <laughs> he's not cool. He's unresponsive. Complete aside, that guy as a grown up actor, he was the bass player in uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, um, really? Oh, yeah. okay, cool. Um, but. Uh, but speaking of actors, I would like to just go back to Sam Neill, um, and I will nominate Jurassic Park for the only the the film in which Sam Neill has appeared, in which he has the least character development. Mm. <laughs> and I mean, Sam Neill—they've yeah. got Sam Neill, and 
I love him. <laughs> so you're just yes. saying if we were to make a second movie in a theoretical situation here, uh, Gene, maybe Sam Neill, not you, you're looking, you're what could I interest you in a Vince Vaughn? Is that, is that a, a deal you'd like to make? Yeah. Yeah. Do, not, do, do not take that deal. Walk away. Walk away. Right. Well, if Sam Neill comes back and maybe, you know, theoretically they add like, like Tia Leone or something like I that. I don't oh, know what you're talking about. <laughs> don't, don't take that no. deal, especially that that Isla Moreau stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but seriously, all the impressive female actors should have said like, "No, thank you," to any Jurassic anything because they. I mean, how do you take Laura Dern and Julianne Moore and make them like into almost nothing? I will tell you, it gets worse if you've seen the Jurassic World movies. There's, there's no, people, not go- <laughs> yeah, Bry- Bryce Dallas Howard is even worse treated. There's people's yeah. heels getting stuck in mud, and it, it gets oh, it gets geez. worse. Yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I was bracing myself for Laura Dern, Laura Dern's character to be treated poorly, and I think she's not. I think she doesn't get a lot to do, but I think she's treated with respect, other yeah. than by yes. the weird Jeff Goldblum touching her hair. Uh, she she and she has like a role to play in figuring everything out. She's not just sidelined. Um, they move her to a different part of the plot, but she is doing stuff over yeah. there at least a little bit. And so I thought that was all okay. Well, and I, and two, I also noticed that Julianne Moore in the second one gets to have that final shot uh, of the tranquilizer uh, mm-hmm. for the T Rex. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you finished the movie. It's okay if you did it. But <laughs> oh, I saw every frame of it, Kathy. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Yeah, I mean. Every like, frame. No, I, I think that they get they get some good stuff, but they also are required, I'm sure, contractually to do like a 50s style um, monster the, movie. The screen. screams, it, the screams mm. are so yeah, bad in both of these movies. I, I I had that moment. There's that moment where they're being attacked by the T Rex, and they scream and they scream and they scream and they scream and they never stop screaming. And I think to myself, again, I can't speak for everybody, but if I was uh, if the, I was in a car and there was a monster outside, you know what I wouldn't do is scream. I would probably right. try to be as quiet as possible so that they didn't kill me. But I mm-hmm. think Steven Spielberg, and, and I've seen it in other movies of his. This is like uh, he, te- likes, he likes Temple of Doom. He likes the screamers. He likes especially women and yeah. children to scream, and he thinks that it amps up the tension. And I think there's, and I wonder if some of this too is just the time that it mm-hmm. that that enough time has passed now that like movies kind of don't do this so much anymore. But it was right. really noticeable. Like any time that there's anything, everybody is just doing a full out scream. Like you said, a fifties you know monster movie kind of mm-hmm. uh, of 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 shrill scream, and it's it's mm, I don't like it. I don't. I like yeah. the parts where they do. I mean, there's the scene toward the end of the movie when the raptors are about to appear and she's eating the jello and she like is in mm. shock. It's so good. Freezes. That's better so because good. she doesn't just scream. <laughs> I, yeah. You know. I think, um, and mentioning Laura Dern and, and Sam Neill and all that, I think the bottom line here too, again, in a movie that I really like, is everybody's kind of slumming it here for money. Like, yeah. this is a sh- <laughs> this, this movie is well, this movie is a schlock bo- movie. It's a B movie where the budget is an A movie. The director is one of the greatest living directors. The uh, actors are all, uh, you know, pretty good to great. And mm-hmm. the visual effects are groundbreaking. This is the first time most people realize that, that what computer uh, movie effects could do. That's its landmark status. And yeah. used in such a good way. In interactive ways. I mean, really, yes. before this, it was the, the milestones of CGI in film 
are The Abyss, where there was kind of a water blob. Terminator 2, where there was a silvery kind of blob. And then Jurassic Park, <laughs> where there are dinosaurs running around on a hillside. <laughs> right. And everybody just kind of went, I can't believe what I'm seeing. So all of the production values are great. John Williams is working his butt off with his score, oh, although he has yes. reused yeah, There's a bunch of yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark stuff that's sort of reused right. here. But but right. like that main theme is really care. nice. It's <laughs> good. And Spielberg is working his heart out and he's using the lights and shadows and it's shot beautifully. Yes. But... But the fact remains, it's a B movie, and no, no, nobody is really like the actors are doing what they can. But there's not much there. It, the plot is it's thin. It really is. The point is to get to the scares and the action, and the scares and the action are great. They really are. But it, you know, I was just reminded of that. Like we 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 spared no expense making this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> May I take a second? Yes, please. Um, to talk about the fact that there are two black people in this film. The first person to die and Samuel Jackson. <laughs> Samuel Jackson, yeah. Who dies off screen. Oh right, the guy the, the guy at the cage. Yeah, the guy yeah. at the cage. Yes. Yeah. Right. Ugh. The only two black people in this film. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just assume that that's why uh um Jeff Goldblum has a black daughter in the next film. It's no, like, the reason he's got a black daughter in the next film is because Spielberg has a black daughter. Uh, he thought it would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> and also it's it's Costa Rica theoretically, right? Right. But right. are there and there are two are, black people. Are, and 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 are there Costa Rica type people around? No, no other no. than no. other than yeah. in the in the cantina where right. where yeah. the Barbasol can is handed over. Yeah. 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 I, I what what uh, and the okay. amber mine. Don't forget about dude speaking Spanish oh, in the amber Samuel, mine. Yes, Samuel right, L. Jackson sure. uh, also slumming it in this, by the way. He has very little to do, right? He does he, he does what he can. Right. So, But at this point... This is pretty early, Samuel is, L. This Jackson. Is, yeah. this is, so he, had, he was in... Has he had done Goodfellas at this point? He yeah. was in Coming to America... Uh yeah, not not a lot. I don't mean necessarily star power as much as we know how talented that guy is, and oh, you know, and he has five lines <laughs> of dialogue. He, all he yeah, has, yeah. he's literally like looking in computer screens and saying dialogue. Right. B- right. B.D. Wong is also, oh, oh yeah, yeah. B.D. Yeah. Wong yeah. also wasted, yeah, yeah. 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 right. Uh, maybe B.D. Wong was not important yet, but but, yeah, but we know how talented like, yeah. B.D. Wong is, and again, we spared yeah. no expense on these actors <laughs> who don't do anything. In this yeah. movie, other than Jeff Goldblum, who does everything, and yes. bless him for carries it. it on his bless abs. him for it. It's yeah. amazing yes, on his on his pecs, which is sweaty, get to see. sweaty. I forgot. I, you know that image is so iconic, and I had I had just kind of blocked out in my head the the Jeff Goldblum like reclining on a table, sweaty. He's got a tourniquet <laughs> on his leg in that shot, and yeah. I had just I had, yeah. in my head I had just completely blocked out. It's like oh, that is a severely wounded scientist. <laughs> That's why he's reclining the whole time. That's why his shirt has got to be open. Yeah, I thought he was just just airing it out, but no, he's, uh, that is that is a man with significant blood loss, <laughs> and yet and yet he still brings it. Um, so. uh, yes, yeah, I made a little list. So I never saw this before yesterday. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, wow! Obviously, every you know, as you say, massive blockbuster, and it, uh, I was trying to figure out why I never saw it. But part of it is that like dinosaurs, like. Are, you know, I find them very, very scary. Um, you know, it's not logical. You're, it's a good thing they're extinct. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope no one brings them back. Yeah, oh, no. really, seriously. 
And I made a list of things that I did not actually know about the movie. Because you know, like how you know everything about a movie like this that you haven't seen because it's you've seen it referenced Mm -hmm. everywhere. Yeah, I did not know that Samuel L. Jackson was in it. I did not know that B.D. Wong was in it. Um, I did not know that the T-Rex saves them. Yeah. And uh, I did not know uh, until recently, I didn't know anything about the reference to Clever Girl, but I had never seen the the moment when Clever Girl is uttered. Uh. And that's just super cool and iconic. And then... And then that guy dies. (laughs) He dies. Um, Yeah. And I I, I didn't know... Some of the like science, I didn't know they spliced genes because I didn't really, and I didn't know frog that, DNA frog genes. Right. Yeah. And now Enough. is not really a it is more of a plot point in the book and is kind of just a thing they mentioned in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> right. But with my um, PhD in uh, genetics that I gained from from fifty one episodes of Sestracast, oh, yeah, I of would, course. As soon as they showed the frog, I was like, "This is a bad idea." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you and Ian, Ian Malcolm, yeah. Gene, it says something that that is a relatively short list. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Right? I'd seen like that iconic, like the glasses of water, like, Mm -hmm. you know, with the... And this time while I'm watching the film, I'm like, who puts glasses of water on the dashboard yeah. car? <laughs> on the car? Yeah. You know, I don't think I had watched this in about 15 years, uh, but it this came out when I was in junior high and I had read the book and I saw it in theaters mm-hmm. and I remember repeatedly renting it from Blockbuster, Black Blockbuster existed. So it was that thing where it's like, I haven't seen this movie in maybe 15 or more years, but like... I could storyboard this movie like from memory uh, because it was that burned into my head at the Mm -hmm. level that perhaps really, you know, I don't know what else is there except for uh, Star Wars, Indiana Jones and the Star Trek, the next generation burned into my head. (laughs) Batman, the animated series. No, the core is a fresh new experience. Every time Jason is magical. (laughs) (laughs) That's a theme, a park ride. Um, The only way I was through. I'm done. The gift shop. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I purchased the, to watch this film, uh, I purchased the digital version on uh, on a um, basic on a jungle based company uh, website, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh-huh. Sorry, it took me way too long to <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> sure. oh, like a river based. Is that what you're? Yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, 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 absolutely. Or yes. an, a, an ancient warrior based? Yes, uh, yeah. an ancient yeah. warrior okay. based. Yeah. An uh, island. Islandnoir dot com. We all know. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I, you know, because yes, it had been years since I had watched this film and I knew that I loved it and I watched it and I, and it, it confirmed lots of things that I still love this film mm-hmm. and that it is also borderline terrible, mm-hmm. but, but it's, <laughs> but it's borderline terrible. Like, and you know what, like, I think I'm going to be a broken record when it, when it comes foreshadowing for, when it comes to the second movie that we're talking about, it's because while I love Michael Crichton. And I love the stories that he proposes. I really kind of loathe him telling the stories. Mm. Right? Yeah. Um, they're they're so formulaic, and they're just they're not good. He's right? not great. Like, he's not great at characters. Yeah. He he has he has fun. Need ideas, 
but his characters yeah, are yes. present. His characters yes. are present. And if you've read the book, there's like big info dumps in the book, which is like, how does this work in a movie? The answer is we make a little animated segment where like a cartoon character does an info dump. <laughs> um, which is a clever way to handle that, but it's like, yeah. it says something about the source material that we needed to make. That there has to be a tutorial in our ride. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, so like all of his, all of his books that have turned into films I've enjoyed in different at different levels, but I still come back and I'm like, this is like a Roland Emmerich film. Like mm-hmm. they're all the same. Yeah. They're all yeah. the same. You just kind of insert new yeah. adjective or, you know, new thing for whatever it is that that you're that you're dealing with until it goes awry. So like I had so much fun uh with this film that I automatically bought the Lost World. Oh no! In, in 4K. <laughs> oh no! That's slightly more K than you needed. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Some uh, other things in, in this uh, that I want to mention. So, really, when they they start with the T Rex attack in the cars, um, like the 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 thrill ride part of the movie. That's not the like beautiful. Uh, Marvel at the dinosaurs kind of parts of the movie and the and the poorly done amusement park part of the movie. Like that's why I said it really does remind me of Alien and Aliens. Um the right. idea that it is relentless and every time you think everybody's okay, they are still not okay because there's yet another mm-hmm. layer of danger beyond them and until they, you know, get on a helicopter and leave the island essentially. Uh, fortunately, it doesn't go all the way and also have like a dinosaur attached to the bottom of the helicopter yeah. which they then have to kick off. <laughs> all right, making notes for uh, Jurassic Park Jurassic 9. World 3. <laughs> yeah. So the that that part i just it is so well executed and it comes back to what we've been saying which is it, you know it, not i think tony you said it's 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 not a good movie and i thought you were going to say but it's a great movie uh because <laughs> because it is like it is it, it is for all of the fact that Stil- spielberg is really slumming it here and like he went right from this to make schindler's list okay so um <laughs> yeah. uh, he, the yin and the yang. but he okay. knows how to make a commercial picture yeah. and it made a fortune and like he knows how to direct action he could do it in his sleep some might I say mean, he did do it in his sleep in jurassic <laughs> park too but we'll get oh. there this is perhaps one of the nicest things i can say about movies in general this is a two-hour movie where i never checked my watch yeah yes yeah you know which yes. is which yes. is not a thing i can say about a lot of movies that i've seen recently yeah <laughs> yeah the uh so once we get the terror in the car it's really like uh, there is that moment where they're they're in the tree with the veggiesauruses and all of that and that's nice but like it it is pretty relentless because all of the animals are you know out and they're there and we get like Wayne Knight is killed Samuel L. Jackson is killed off camera because they lost their set or whatever which is just it is it just really sticks out like a sore thumb you're like I, I'm gonna go solve this cut to Laura Dern walking in the and it's sunny and or Sam Neill walking and outside and it's sunny and you're like wait, wait a second it was just night what happened and the answer is <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson died and we didn't shoot that part so we'll just keep going on but like and the end the uh the velociraptors are the jaws they're not shown at the beginning then they mm-hmm. they get revealed very slowly and then we get that last thing at the end where the raptors are in the visitor center and the 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 jello jiggling in the diner and they go into the kitchen and the the kids are trying to parcel it out this is a good as much as i don't like kids in jeopardy this is a very smart action scene where they're figuring mm-hmm. out what they need to do to get in and to get out 
And then they, you know, they do the Unix. I know this thing with the very slow, the slowest VR interface of all time. <laughs> but then like that, that, that whole segment of the movie, and it's like 45 minutes or an hour. It's, it's half the movie, basically. It just goes and it's all good. It's all well put together. Like the reasons that this story is happening are the parts where I roll my eyes and go, this is a very silly movie. But when you get into it, into the, the all of these set pieces here at the end, they're so well executed. It's just, I I admired them so much. And the, so while I wouldn't say this movie is on par with something like Alien or Aliens in terms of being a good movie, because I think those movies are good throughout and this movie isn't, as action movies, commercial uh, audience, you know, crowd appealing action movie, like they they measure up. This is this is really just I I can't uh, ask for more. Essentially, it's so well executed and set and set up right. Like we learn everything about how the velociraptors work, with where Sam Neill terrifies that kid. Right. <laughs> he's yes. going to get fired for that. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, that's the canceled. payoff. Then yeah. then when right. the kids are in the kitchen, you've got the payoff because you're they, the 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 velociraptors tap their little claw on the ground, and you're like, oh, yeah. it's the big turkey that guts you. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. That's bad. So so just beautifully engineered to do that yeah. yeah he he did such a great job of yeah of like tying all of those things together that it makes the can of shaving cream that much more like just just confusing yes um isn't it weird though that like i i find this this is one of those weird things about watching a movie it's like i'm always sad when wayne knight doesn't get away and his purloined uh, <laughs> embryos are just in a puddle of mud. And it's like, he's bad. I don't want him to get out and sell the embryos of the dinosaurs. And yet I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that he gets killed. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I, I really, you know, again, not knowing anything, I thought they're really focusing on that can of Barbasol and sinking into the mud. And I feel like that's going to have repercussions. In I, a and I guess film. they thought it would, and then it didn't. And Spielberg it, yeah, thought it, it would that Spielberg and, was planning and so it, that it is, as the, it is promise. awkward and weird. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, there's, yeah. there's a couple All other right, places so. where there seems, I mean, I, I like that, you know, they bring these scientists to the park and Alan Grant doesn't do anything. Ian Malcolm is just, you know, snippy and, and moody the whole time. Uh-huh. And uh, Sattler actually like shows up and is like, oh, you, no expenses were spared on your veterinarians, which is to say your guy's an idiot. So let me right. come and, and diagnose what's going on through. And then that never goes anywhere. It's a great scene where she's, where she's trying to diagnose the sick dinosaur, but you're right. Plot wise, it kind of doesn't nope, do nothing. anything. Yep. It doesn't go anywhere. It's, right. I mean, it's, it, you almost don't notice though. And probably, I think I probably didn't notice the first 14 times I watched the movie yeah. because right. that 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 the triceratops sitting there breathing is like I guess there's some people talking while that's happening and um, she's and she's yeah. so empathetic in that moment yes. it really does a lot for her character and 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 if there's anything else, I think what people honestly walk away other than the thrill ride from this movie is the amazement at like, oh my God, dinosaurs were real and, and alive for a while. Yeah. And that scene is one of those scenes where even though that dinosaur is sick, it's like, it's one of those, I can't believe the dinosaurs are alive and you're seeing her reaction to touching the dinosaur. And you're right. It it, it also doesn't go like, you think there's going to be a plot thread about that where it turns out actually all the dinosaurs are dying. They're going mad or they're dying yeah. and, and they're all no. going to die out. And or- that's, but no, I always I always wondered if that was like um, on their cycle and they had their cycle every six weeks and right. like that was making them <laughs> sick. And yep. like something is implied. Yeah. 
this is from a period of time when it was a weird, uh, fringy seeming theory, at least to the general public, that dinosaurs are related to birds. Yes. Which now, you know, 30 years later, uh, yeah, that's it's it's uh, completely right. accepted that birds are dinosaurs. Why did they make this weird movie with dinosaurs with no feathers? That was weird. What were we thinking in the 90s? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it was the time of Bill Clinton and, you know, yeah. that's right. <laughs> there was a big, big feather shortage. And, yes. you know, here we are. It's kind of like the, there's the scene where they find the eggs. And that doesn't matter either, right? There's right. a whole plot point in the book where basically there's two, there's actually, there's extra dinosaurs and there's more raptors and actually, oh, the raptors are literally on the boat. And it's like, man, Both of those scenes do serve a thematic purpose in that it right. buttresses Mal Ian Malcolm's argument, which is you guys have no clue. Nature yes. is way more complicated than you are. You can't game this thing out. They're going to lay eggs. They're going to eat stuff that you don't think they're yeah. going to eat. You can't yeah. control nature, but they don't actually go anywhere. They just support those points. They just right. support that you have no idea what is going on. <laughs> it's part on. of the Hammond sucks part of the plot. You, I think you are running a park and really you just The park built, is running you. Yeah, you built a visitor center in, in a, Costa Rica. In a worse movie, it would have been the Triceratops that yeah. saves yeah. them. Right. I'm back and I feel better now. <laughs> and, and, and as gratuitous and sort of ridiculous as that moment is, it's so great when the T-Rex comes through and the, yeah. and the Jurassic Park and the theme banner. Yeah. swells. Right. The banner. Yes. And then... And then he goes roar, and the banner falls. Yeah. That is a, that is a moment of beauty. That it's, is so beautiful. I, okay, I want to oh. know. I want. I can just imagine Steven Spielberg reading the book and visualizing that scene. Yes. Not anything else, but that's 100%. a scene that's like, oh, yeah. yes, I'm buying. The, is that scene in the books? I don't even know. Don't even tell I me. Don't, don't even remember. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. T Rex gets its moment in the in the sun, and then the way this yeah. movie ends, where uh, we get. Um, I've decided not to endorse your park. Yeah. <laughs> so have I, Jerk. says Hammond. And then, yeah. uh, and then they take off in the helicopter up through lots of great scenes of Kauai here because they shot mm -hmm. in Kauai right during and before, yeah. during and after that hurricane. Um, and he's asleep with the two kids. And, and so Laura Dern's like, oh, yeah, see, he's going to make a good dad after all. And then we get the most important scene that you could possibly have in a movie about dinosaurs, which is... Some pelicans are flying. Right. The end. Right. <laughs> Those pelicans work for scale. Do you know how expensive dinosaurs are? Um. Well, what the thing I wrote down when when you know that little moment of uh, her looking at him with the kids was like. And it's like a different kind of biological clock is at work here. <laughs> well, I wonder. I mean, the pelicans is that supposed? To, are you supposed to be reminded that you know, dinosaurs those are the, of the dinosaurs, dinosaurs now? Sure. Just, yes, yeah. that pelican Absolutely. will murder you the second it gets a well, chance. Well, and that's that's the 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 tie-in with the ending of the spoiler. I guess the tie-in at the ending of the second one with the pterodactyl yeah. is hmm. coming in and being like, "Yo, I am the old." Pelican. pelican yeah guys, sure. guys those were those weren't pelicans those were storks laura dern you know her her biological clock was ringing and they <laughs> they were surrounding the, the helicopter so great great yeah. great theory okay so cicero you bought the lost world colon jurassic park from 1997 how'd that go for I you i did 4k um, it went great at the beginning uh -huh. because it looks it looks so great and and it made me wonder why Jur the original Jurassic Park was not available. You just love seeing some rich, some rich people get eaten by dinosaurs right at the get go. That's <laughs> the Listen, 
I have never seen a San Diego suburb mm. look as crisp mm. as it yeah. did <laughs> and sound as amazing as it did when a giant T-Rex walked through it and no one seemed to notice. Yeah. Well, there's nobody there. There's almost nobody in the suburb. Yeah, after 7 o'clock, they just roll up the sidewalk. Yes. And you know. <laughs> you know. I have to admit, I'm on the uh, um, sort of down uh, money the same way uh, that Cicero is because I rented them both because, you know, I was going in like, I'm too scared to watch these and I'll never rented watch them, too. them a second time. Sure. But then... After the first watching the f- first one, I thought, "Oh, I could I could have bought that, but I did not buy the Lost World." So. Uh, well, oh, well, investment well, advice so. here from the incomparable: Do not buy the Lost <laughs> <Don't>. World. <Yeah. laughs> or, no. Which? All right, let me just. I have a lot a of feelings. Okay. Oh, oh, I have a lot of feelings about the Lost yep. World. Yes, and then me. <laughs> okay. The title: Lost World: colon, The name of the movie that this is a sequel to. Does that even make sense as a title for a movie? No. No. All right. That is that is my my, my first grievance. Okay. My first of several grievance. My other grievance is I know that I've seen this movie before. Uh huh. The only Same. things that I remembered about it was that they used the power of gymnastics to defeat of the Velociraptor. Uh huh. And yes. that the guy, the hunter guy, says, "Let's get this movable feast on the road or on the yes. on the go." That was a memorable line. Nothing else about the movie resonated with me, the, such that I remembered it twenty years later. Including that a T Rex wanders through San Diego and causes a lot of carnage. <laughs> So I'm I'm unsure if I've still seen Jurassic Park Lost World, to be fair. And I know I just called it Jurassic Park Lost World because that's a better title than the Lost World Jurassic Park. The Lost World Jurassic Park. Colon. 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 Jurassic Park. Park. (laughs) Apparently a movie we think we're classy and we're not going to use numbers. This is not a classy movie. This this movie is Jurassic Park 2. Let's let's not pretend otherwise. Uh, But yeah, I mean, let's just I, I, I have more grievances, but I'll save them. Kathy? (laughs) I I know there is so much hate for this movie. And I am okay with that because it's not a good movie. But I have so many good memories tied around this movie that it makes the movie... Like when you went and got popcorn or when the movie was over? (laughs) (laughs) No, when I played the the VHS. Oh, when you played the toys. I had the toys. My brother had the toys. Kathy, here's the thing. You are perfectly reflecting the reason that this movie exists. Yes. yes. 100%. 100%. Jason, Jason, I know Jurassic Park made a billion dollars and is one of the most profitable movies of all time. Yes. But stick with me. I want more money. Can we make another one? <laughs> How can we and make more even money? Even though literally the movie Jurassic Park is in a way about the excesses of wealth and the folly of that pursuit, can we make another movie? <laughs> In my defense, Jurassic Park and the Lost World has not gone rampaging and killed anyone the yet. The Lost it's World, colon, Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. Get it right. I'm, I'm not going to say words in that order. Um, <laughs> I, worked, uh, I was working at a children's software company at the time, and we got the tie-in rights for The Lost World. <laughs> Is that software made for children or by children? <laughs> <laughs> it was like oh. to make T-shirts and, and other kinds of like fun stuff. It was multimedia nice. crafts nice. software. This is a movie that and was intended for children? Um, well, they had a child in it, so that I guess it must have been. <laughs> yeah. Yes, there is and another child. the child saved the day. There and is- Baby T-Rex. Baby T Rex, that's true. Yeah. And I guess you know uh, Steven Spielberg is real good at hitting that that PG thirteen 
sweet spot. And, you know, Jurassic Park original is pretty scary and has some, you know, blood and stuff in it, but is, I guess, th- like, that feels solidly PG-13. This was this was nominally a PG-13 movie, too? Let, let me give me your parental guidance for Jurassic Park uh, 2, colon, <laughs> The Lost World, colon, Jurassic Park, which is this. Is your child bothered by... Murder? Blood, <laughs> blood appearing in running water. Yeah. If yes, don't watch this movie because yeah. that's there's your gore. Uh, well. Also, also is your child a fan of the West Wing and doesn't want to see Richard Schiff <laughs> torn into by T Rexes? Yeah. Then, Without yeah, a beard, uh, though, so he then, didn't look yeah, like it until no. we started talking. He, you know, and that beard was clearly his source of power because he is, you know, <laughs> he, seem, he seems unwell during the making of this movie. Very, very. Well, and to be fair, he did, you know, have a limited timeline to get all of the stuff working. Mm. And then, of course, it doesn't work. So, <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I'll when say. this movie kicked off and it's they, they're at, you know, the uh, island with the fancy family from the yacht and the little girl goes off. I'm like, they never kill a kid in a movie like this. Well, to be fair, she didn't die. Yeah. Well, she'll I be know, fine. But you do not know that for quite, for a, quite bit a while. Later. Yeah, that's and, true. and, and, and the mother of course lets out the contractually scream. required scream. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. And I just yes. want to point out for the Buffy fans, that father, uh, was Ethan rain. Yes, it is. Yes. Buffy the yes. I was like, that from Babylon guy, five. Yes. And I put down like in my when he first came on camera, I said, "Oh, I know who's going to get eaten first. I thought it was going to be him, but no, uh, it's the little girl named Kathy instead." Oh, I'm sorry, she was. Oh, oh, fond memories. Survived. Yeah, all the fond memories. So I miss it. There's a line later where she survived, but yes, she has to be. Yeah, I mean, one one the person was injured, or uh, parents uh, are suing over injuries, over an injury. Okay, so but presumably. Badly hurt since we see the murderer person later and traumatically. They say yes. they say specifically she's fine. By the way, that's what that's what uh, like, okay, like, says. It's like she's like, fine. By the way, like she's that recovered. That. I, I don't think you fine. almost yeah. get killed by dinosaurs as a small child and are fine. Yeah, by f- um, by fine, I mean I wrote them a check for a million dollars. Yes, <laughs> right. they're yeah. they're physically still alive. They settled, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, and the difference is, is she the the little girl had what. 18 million men in white to come and save her yeah. whereas the guy that died had no one that's true yeah. he told the dude in the headphones so this is a movie there. that is based on a book that and and i was thinking as i was watching the movie that that this is what i said about the the original jurassic park being a b movie you know with a list everything this is a cash grab with A-list yes. everything. And it goes right down to the fact that I'm sure contractually doing a Jurassic Park sequel after the first movie was such a hit, contractually, if uh, if Michael Crichton wrote a sequel, they would have to buy it and they would have to pay him for the screenplay use of it, whether they used it or not, because I know that that's what happens with uh, these kinds of adaptation deals. So he wrote a cash grab novel that by all accounts is bad. And then (laughs) Spielberg, meanwhile, was already thinking of the plot of this movie. And when the novel showed up, they took some scenes out of it, but they were already making the movie that they were going to make because they really (laughs) didn't care. Uh, They just wanted the characters. And they just, yeah, they really didn't. uh, And so you've got a movie that on some levels tries to replay the hits. Um, My big complaint, okay, I don't... 
Okay, Jeff Goldblum. I, there's too much. I, I, I'll sum up. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum is great. He's sidelined for a lot of it, but when he's in it, he's actually kind of great. He does have more to do. He's less creepy. Uh, there's a, a hilarious moment at the very beginning when we first see him, where he's yawning, and it, it's a, yes. the screams of yes. the of the people on the island cut to him, and his mouth is open, but he's just yawning in front of a an ad with a picture of a palm tree on it in the subway station. Right. It's great. Like they they get what that character is, and throughout the movie, he comments on how stupid everybody is and why this is all a bad idea but the thing that really kills me about this movie is honestly kind of not enough dinosaurs uh and certainly not enough dinosaur action there's a lot of action that is sort of dinosaur adjacent but not really about the dinosaurs like you know what you want in a movie about dinosaurs is the question about whether people in a van holding onto a mm. rope yes, cannot right. fall off a cliff for that like 10 worst. minutes that was so bad what's weird jason there's way more dinosaurs in this. It's just so inexpertly deployed. There's literally like twice yeah. as yes. much dinosaur screen time. It's just primarily wasted. Yeah. Yeah. The point of the action, because what they yeah. did is they spent a lot yes. of money showing dinosaurs moving and running and stuff. Yes. T Rexes are scary, but what if a cliff, Jason? Yeah. What if a cliff? <laughs> right. what, what if what if we find cliff DNA and genetically clone it? What are you What are you going to do now, Jason? Where are all there your were plans? some cliffs that people were not meant to climb or fall off of? <laughs> is this a metaphor? Are, are we... So yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. It is the the action happens kind of adjacent to dinosaurs, but, but they use most of their budget on just sort of beauty shots of dinosaurs running and stuff, mm-hmm. which is it's all very impressive. And there yeah. are those dinosaur swarm attacks that happen but a lot of the major set pieces in the movie are not really dinosaur-y as much as just sort of like people dumb people lost on an island and and they have to work together the two teams have to work together after fighting but look at they saved them from the rope jungles are dangerous yeah. and Pete postal weight <laughs> is is talking about somebody being wasted like he's doing his he's chewing scenery but like he's like the great white hunter from like the world's most dangerous game or something he's this weird collection of tropes so he's like i I got gotta bag me myself i got a a funny voice i got a hat i got a really big gun (laughs) he does what more do i need you know i i I don't respect the money guy yeah speaking of funny voices uh where was vince vaughn from uh, like, <laughs> so like originally he was from New York, but then he's like Chicago, and then this is Boston, this is and then, what's called yeah. a, a Midwestern actor uh, has moved to the big city, and uh, <laughs> you know he's showing you all yeah. his accents that he can do. Yeah, I you know I think in a lot of ways Vince Vaughn is a metaphor for this whole movie. Um, yeah, because the, this movie seems very. First off, it was it was it was the nineties. We we hadn't determined yet what how we felt about Vince Vaughn. We were we were. Very Confi- we were confused. We were going through a lot of things. We we, we had to make some, you know, you got to make some mistakes. Mistakes are a great teacher. Um, but like, are we supposed to think Vince Vaughn is a good guy? Or, sorry. Are we supposed to think Vince Vaughn's character is a good character. guy? Because his character <laughs> is kind of a hero, but also does some of the stupidest things in the world yeah. in this movie that endanger many many people and himself and right. i think the movie I, I i don't think that the movie is asking an interesting question i think the movie didn't bother to figure out like is <laughs> is vince vaughn supposed to be like you know do we care about him or not because he kind of does noble things foolishly and endangers people routinely well yes. tony because he did send a backup pl- backup plan me me Pliers. <laughs> yeah, with pliers. <laughs> Be 
big flashlight. But it, but also, is he then on a backup plan or is he an eco terrorist? Yes. You know. Yeah. Also, yeah, yes. What's motivation? You know, I and he will try and save a T Rex baby that is like that is noble, but also literally people die because you did that. That's possibly the stupidest decision. In the history of movies. You know, this movie is just, it's its everything from Jurassic Park, but more without any consideration. There's two T-Rexes. There's, I mean, in Jurassic Park, I was i was thinking about it, there's literally only five deaths in Jurassic Park, yeah. right? There's like unnamed guard, Samuel Jackson, Nedry, and a few other people. There's five deaths. There are scenes in this movie where five people die. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, like a lot of people die in this movie. Oh, yeah. And, it, and in some ways, it, 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 you know, it's one of those like, therefore death has no meaning, right? Like people just, like there's, there's too many characters and then there's too many yeah. unnamed characters characters wandering around carrying the luggage of the too many characters right and they all die yes um yeah. and and you don't care because they didn't have names or personalities um, but if you like seeing people murdered by dinosaurs this is your movie yeah. this is the movie for you yeah. if you were like where is my dinosaur snuff movie good news people 1997 except Jurassic not Park. because this movie is very long it's you know again it's two hours oh long gosh. and the people murdered by dinosaurs is really a disappointingly small part of it however yeah, we right. do get a very 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 long scene where a dumb guy goes to pee shocks oh a bunch of gosh. dinosaurs gets lost wanders around gets bitten <laughs> Doesn't die. Poor Peter Starmary. He's he's he's, he's gets yeah. back up right. and then falls back to the ground again. And then yeah. and then finally he dies uh, horribly. And we see and, and and as it as it pans down a log, so you don't see him being torn apart by dinosaurs. We get the first of multiple r- clear running water turns red because there's blood because he died moments in the movie. It's a cliche yeah. the first time, but then they keep doing it over and over again. And that scene, I'm not kidding, that scene is so endless. It is... It's not, so long. It, it, like, how many... It's, it's a character we don't care about, and these little dinosaurs that we don't really understand, except we saw them biting that little girl at the They're beginning. very cute. And they don't come back again later, so mm-hmm. don't worry about it. That's it. They, yeah. <laughs> but, so, I did read, like, Jurassic Park and The Lost World back in the 90s, because I thought, well, let me at least read the books. And when I read... When I finished Jurassic Park, I thought, oh, wow, the scariest things I remember weren't even in the movie. Mm -hmm. And then as Lost World started up, I was like, oh. There they are. Dig dig deeper in that bin of ideas. <laughs> the good stuff is. <laughs> they were from Lost World, and the those those compies, as they're yep. called. What I don't think is mentioned in the movie, but I remember this from the book, and correct me if I'm wrong, their bite can... Um, anesthetize you or whatever like make you fall asleep so the reason all those little dinosaurs like line up behind the log after they've bitten him is they're just waiting for him to fall down yeah so they can eat so him. they can eat him yeah. but the movie doesn't teach us that yeah. it, it doesn't yeah. and i love that scene of them lining up i was like yes you go little dinosaurs you <sighs> yeah. got it this and the scene out. where they where all the little the overhead shot where they it looks like they're going to kill him, but then he gets up again. Is terrifying. Yes, um, yes, yes. Yeah. But it is. It, it's just. It's weird because it's not connected to anything. Yeah. Um, and, and and we really don't know why we should dislike this guy other than uh, he and Vince Vaughn were like you know puffing 
up at each other. And he's kind of like, a dummy because he goes off on his own, although it's because the guy's listening to his, his Walkman, right? He shocked uh, he shocked one of those dinosaurs earlier in the film. Yeah. Yes. It's hard because that, there's, yeah. a, you know, there's right. a lot of jerks, so why right. this? Why must so, this jerk right, suffer right, before right. all yeah. Because he taught out. them a lesson and they're uh, teaching yeah. him teaching. a lesson. Okay, yeah. so uh-huh. I, I want to say, though, you know, there are good moments in this movie I think maybe my favorite is there's the moment where it's by the way Tony it's when almost everybody on that team dies and is killed by velociraptors Mm -hmm. but there is a moment where they're running through this grass and you see the tails up of the velociraptors from above as they're moving through the field preparing to kill all the guys it is such a good shot it's so brilliant I mean like who directed this movie oh right Steven Spielberg directed it right yeah, that's that was that was the thing that I was going to say is that that this was a a film I really wanted to blame Michael Crichton for it um, for all of the terrible ideas, um, but it, it's it's a it's a film full of or it's a terrible story f- given to a wonderful director. So yep. like it is all of the your worst favorite f- or or your worst foods as a kid. <laughs> prepared by your favorite chef right <laughs> so like it it is with you know just a little bit of sugar on top so like man i i regret spending the 14 dollars on <laughs> the, the 4k version uh-huh. of this of this film oh. but but i might watch it again because yeah. it because it is like it's cringy bad and sometimes you want to watch cringy bad movies especially when they're well shot and and this this film is well shot i watch a lot of bad movies i watch a lot of bad science fiction movies there's a whole episode about the core which is not, I'm, I'm not sure why i would mention that in this context um i don't know this one is not <laughs> particularly worse than those it's just i and i have not seen all of steven spielberg's uh filmography it just seems like it's pretty far toward the bottom of that and it's insulting it's it's kind of insulting to us given how how great the movie that came before it was. There's parts I like. I like I like the part where where Richard Schiff's character is like trying to save them from falling off the cliff, and yeah. he's like, you know, yeah. he's trying to like the bus is falling, and he's got the bus connected to his car, and the, yeah. and, then the, and then he's trying to he's right. got another rope going around the movie. tree, and he's yeah. running around. Right. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, winches. of winches, and he's running around, <laughs> a lot of and knots. he's 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 in the mud, and he keeps trying and failing, and like it's hard because it's kind of a replay of the, the winches with uh, Nedry character in the previous movie yeah. but like uh-huh. that works for me whereas like the scene where we the the dinosaur hunters are introduced and they're chasing the, for some reason there's 30 dinosaurs in the same place right. and they have their right. happen to show and, up right. and all of the cars look like they're things that they had already built the toys for with like moving seats yep. that pop right. out yeah. like that, that one dude, just that pop out seat that was the that, best that just like, like insulted yeah, me like i could just like it just Mad yeah. Max part of this movie. I mean, yeah. definitely. Yeah. If you go from the uh, B movie that made a lot of money where everybody was slumming it, but you know they made it the, the best B movie they could, uh, you get to this movie and it is the cash grab movie and everybody in it knows that they're making a sequel to a billion dollar movie and they're getting paid accordingly. And it's, it, it is... I have to remind myself that Steven Spielberg directed this movie, but you know what? There are other movies in his filmography that are like this, and you can pick them, and everybody's going to have different ones. But like, I would single out 
Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a movie, a movie where it's sort of a contractually <laughs> obligated cash grab. Yeah. I would I would say Temple of Doom. I don't like that movie, and I I think that it 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 shares some of the cynicism with this. It, it has not aged well, and, no. and, and it, it's just like you know. I think Steven Spielberg is a businessman as well as an artist. And there come times where he feels like, I think where he feels like he is. Yes. He, this is what lets him do those uh, passion projects is, or he's thinking like, well, yeah, I agreed to the studio that I would make a second one and I'm not making a third one. I'm going to make poor Joe Johnson direct that one, but this one (laughs) I'll do it. And I'm not going to worry about it too much. And we're just going to have fun. And I think that maybe some of his worst instincts come out and you end up with a movie like this. That is, uh, as I'm watching it, I'm thinking, um, I'm reminded of what I thought back in the day, and I and I think that I was right, which is Jurassic Park is not a franchise. Jurassic Park is a movie. Yes. And then it's followed by a series of attempts to cash in with more movies. Mm. And none of them none of them successful. Sorry, people who like uh, Jurassic mm-hmm. World. Um, I thought it was real bad. Uh, and, and this movie is bad and, you know, and I don't really, it, the original Jurassic Park built up so much affection in people's minds mm. that they keep making these movies and like, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no franchise here. Like there's a movie and then you're trying to relive it. Yeah. And they haven't done anything with it, right? But I mean, it's dinosaurs. not. There's, there's other franchises that build and go in interesting directions. I speak, of course, of the Fast and the Furious franchise, a, a great franchise that okay. has done, done the, no the wrongs, is perfect in every way. Um, <laughs> and this is just, yeah, this is like, can we just make the same movie five or six or seven times and will people keep giving us money for it? And the I answer, mean, is, answer yes. is yes. Yeah, and, and I've, I've done that. I'm part of the problem. So uh-huh. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just slightly, slightly more disappointed with each time. And yet I keep getting the money. Yes. Uh, uh, maybe yeah, I am the villain. Steven Spielberg's house. Somebody bursts in the door and says, we just got a lot of sales of Lost World colon Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh, Steven Spielberg looks up wearing a blue baseball cap in 4K. And, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. The 4K version. Oh man! I pulled out the DVDs. Excellent. I have uh, Jurassic Park three. If we want to get together and watch it, no, 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 no. no. I am. I'm committed. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch it next week. I'm in. In for a penny. In for four dinosaur movies that are bad. So five, Tony. They're five. Five. There's five. Well, four are bad. Four that are bad. Four are bad. Four that are bad. You gotta watch the Transformers film where they had the Dinobots. No, Cicero. I won't do. I watched. One Transformer film. Fool me once. Uh, <laughs> and I like the Transformers. I have nostalgia for the Transformers. And then they made a movie that is theoretically about them. And uh, I did not care for it. Because they're not dinosaurs. Mm. Well, you know, what? What's, what's amazing to me is that they seem to have destroyed both islands well i guess they destroyed the first island the second island they just kind of left abruptly as as jason alluded to uh you know they slide down uh, like a like a mudslide that's the end of the ride right. and then vince yeah. vaughn is like okay the ride is over now all right yeah let's go and they leave. <laughs> yeah but there's five islands so mm. yeah. you know there's a the, the, all... i literally don't deaths. know the plot of jurassic park 3 yeah. but i assume that these there's more dinosaurs yeah. and more islands we haven't talked so. About the end of of this movie, much which is although we've alluded to it, which is they go back to San Diego. The uh, I, why, it, why do they do? This? It is it why is did- not necessary. It- 
Speed two if cruise this... control. It's a boat going very fast to a very not moving dock, and mm. uh, but there's a dinosaur inside. The crew has been eaten, but somehow it still managed to get where it was going, even though the crew has been eaten. Yeah. It's autopilot. The crew has been eaten, and the dinosaur has somehow been trapped under. Yeah. Under the no, ship. it doesn't, it doesn't make the... any sense. <laughs> I don't know. Boat, sense. boat nerds are very, very mad about that scene. They, 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 there's all these things that, the, that apparently are not consistent with Coast well, Guard uh, regulations in terms of how boats are brought. <laughs> yeah, so I just, I just They're brought in by a harbor pilot. And I, yeah, I, I know. I know. It's, it's, can, can you believe the lack of boat authenticity in this movie about dinosaurs <laughs> in San Diego? So you talk about the shot in that first movie. Where uh, where the where the Tyrannosaurus Rex uh, roars and the banner falls and all of that. Okay, mm-hmm. the the scene in this movie that clearly was the one that made Steven Spielberg make this movie is I'm going to have a T Rex wandering through a suburban neighborhood <laughs> yes. at night. Yes. yes. Also, I want yeah. the T Rex to chase a convertible with with sure uh, with Jeff <laughs> yeah. Goldblum and Malcolm in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So that shot is amazing like it makes me laugh it's so funny like do 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 t-rex and then then there's the kid he gets up his parents and they look and the t-rex is there okay and and they ate and it ate the dog it's got the although i'll say in a wealthy suburban neighborhood nobody has a dog on a metal chain out by their swimming pool that (laughs) does not happen people but but it's it's there for the gag it's there it's a canopy for the t-rex and that's fine yeah and there's nobody in that neighborhood at all moving around at all while the dinosaur is doing this, which also seems kind of unrealistic. But you know what? It, it's the Union 76 ball rolls along and there's a dinosaur and it doesn't matter. It's just really dumb. And Well, the, uh, apparently they're all in town for a festival um, because, yeah, so when you go downtown, you know, everyone's running from the dinosaur. Yeah, it's but like in commute hour downtown. <laughs> right. right. Well, well, the first, the first hint of, so this movie went, a terrible movie got worse. As soon as they left the island, I I, yes. I, right? I did not. I don't understand why the movie doesn't just end there. I, I mean, know. I understand that's yes. But like, isn't there a better movie where the movie just ends? There? I guess. <laughs> right. I guess Steven Spielberg and I have a disagreement about this. It feels oh. like it's Jurassic Park three is sorry San Diego colon Jurassic right. Park. Right. It's right. his last part. Right. The last like, San last San Diego. Like, as far as places for a dinosaur to rampage. Also, San Diego just seems like one of the most boring. Like, we want our King Kong moments, but let us go somewhere with nothing of note. So, animals. No, no, San Diego is known for the animals. It's got the, yeah, the San Diego Zoo. There are, he goes to a gas station. That's what he has. There there are landmarks in San Diego. This movie's not interesting. They were not, they were not available. No. So, So, but like, let's talk about the nonsense that, that has transpired. As soon as the the T Rexes emerged from the cargo deck, um, but so the the ship has crashed into the deck. Yep. The T Rex has come out after eating the entire ship of of folks. Yep. Has now rampaged through through the the pier and then crosses behind the immig- the customs and integration immigration yep. office. Uh, where nobody notices right. <laughs> an eight-ton dinosaur. It's a social I, commentary, I like the fact that there's that moment where they're looking at the little blip coming in and it's going full speed straight at them. Yeah. And Jeff yes. Goldblum uh, uh, decides to get out of there. All the other people who are experts who know exactly what this means just decide <laughs> to stand there until they're crushed to death by a ship. Yep. 
Right. Yeah. Uh, it's the chaos man. It's, oh. it's the chaos man that yeah. took them off. Yeah. He's he's, he's very he's, he's very super smart. smart. <laughs> yeah. It's hard because there's basically this collection of little stories that happened with a T-Rex wandering through San Diego and they're just put together back to back in a fast paced ride. And it doesn't, it's like he's in the suburbs. Now he's downtown. Now it, 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 it's just, yeah. nonsense, I, unfortunately. I constantly kept replaying in my mind as this was happening, the commercial from RoboCop with the, for the SUV or for the sedan where it's just a uh, it's a really poor claymation dinosaur in the ad. Oh, you guys have to look it up. It is <laughs> it is terrible and and definitely the inspiration for the rampage oh for my the T Rex. Well, I I I don't know what I thought um, about the Lost World colon Jurassic Park when I started to watch it. I I actually thought I knew what it was going to be and it turns out I didn't I didn't nope. and I don't I think I have seen it and completely forgot everything that's that's in it maybe you can do that again that'll be a little gift I'm I'm <laughs> yeah. planning to I'm planning to so so in the end what we have here is we went back and watched these two movies and we're reminded that Jurassic Park although silly and uh you know not necessarily like a high quality film is a, a lot of fun it's a classic it's really a good action movie lots of great stuff in it fantastic cast everybody's slumming it a little bit but you know what uh they don't know that they're making the biggest grossing movie of all time they just know they're ma- making a dinosaur movie and then there's the sequel which is a cynical cash grab that has very little going for it other than that apparently parts of it look very beautiful in 4k so says Cicero. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a franchise, just a movie with some extension, brand extensions that happen. Yes, I mean it's Love pretty that. funny when they do that shot in the original of the gift shop, and I'm looking yes. at it like, yeah, there are places that look like that then mm-hmm. in real <laughs> yeah. life, and especially having worked with the branded merchandise, I'm like, yeah. But that was like, you know, a a, a kind of like, you know, touch, a, li- a little bit of a joke. But by the time the next movie rolls around, it's like... It's not they, a joke. <laughs> they can't actually have any scene like that because everybody would be like, that looks like uh, the store down it's, at the strip yeah. mall. <laughs> Self-referential satire now. I still see, I, I see people wearing Jurassic Park shirts walking uh, around my We have now. a Jeep. That is decorated like the Jeeps in the first movie. An actual Jeep? An actual Jeep. Oh, Oh, you don't have one. No, I don't. I don't have one. There is one in my town driving around, and it makes (laughs) me happy every single time I see it. That's funny. All right. Well, we did it. We... We are on the helicopter, <laughs> I guess. Thank goodness. <laughs> or are we on the helicopter or are we on the, the docks while the no is loaded into a <laughs> no. the hold of a ship we're and definitely sail away on the helicopter. under naval escort? Tony, I'll let you decide whether we're on the helicopter leaving the island or whether we're on the helicopter leaving the island to go to San Diego. You can decide <laughs> oh, that one. But let me thank my panelists for taking this trip down memory lane and also to what that other place is where that other movie lives colon lane uh thank you (laughs) kathy campbell thanks for being here thank you jason so much for having me and i have a very question quick question before we go what is everyone's favorite dinosaur because nobody asks me that anymore okay kathy what's your favorite (gasps) dinosaur 
My favorite dinosaur is the Dilophosaurus, the ones with the neck and the, they hiss and they uh, get to apparently eat the embryos in the, the, the can uh, of The ones cream. who killed uh, Yeah, the ones Newman. that killed, killed Nedry. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> All right. Do you want favorite favorite dinosaur in these movies in the movies or just in general? In, in I'm dinosaurs? okay with any okay. any dinosaur. All right. Gene right. McDonald, thank you. And what's your favorite dinosaur? I guess we're doing that now. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna do this next week? <laughs> I really like the baby Stegosaurus, and uh, even though it was a goof, that second movie, like that was the cutest and I felt like the original movie needed more cute mm. baby dinosaurs. Yes. There's clearly Not, the feedback because there are a lot more of them in the second movie. <laughs> Cesar Holmes, thank you. What's your favorite dinosaur? Uh, thank you for having me, Jason. Um, what was the, what kind of dinosaur was Earl from Dinosaurs? <laughs> uh, was he a, a pu- T-Rex? Puppet? <laughs> no. His friend was a T-Rex. Oh, that's right. But but I'm yeah, I'm Earl Sinclair. Okay. All right. That's my that's my favorite dinosaur. Right. The Earl Sinclair dinosaur. And uh panelist colon Tony Sindelar. <laughs> oh, no. Right? That's that's not how you do that. Uh well, thanks for being here and what's your favorite dinosaur? I should have stayed in the car. I've always been a fan of Dimetrodons. I don't think nice. they get enough uh, recognition. Nice. They're totally cut out of this movie. I don't know if they appear in later Jurassic Parks, but I'm here for the Dimetrodons. So, uh, Real quick, Jason, before you tell us what your favorite dinosaur is, Earl Sinclair is a Megalosaurus. Megalosaurus. Okay. Just in case you need to know. I, I'm i going to go with the uh, the Veggiesauruses in the first movie. They're like uh, big cows, and they got the long necks, and I love them. <laughs> there you go. Uh, although, a uh, shout out to Pachycephalosaurus for appearing in the second movie. Yes. Sorry that you got stuck in that bad movie. Nice dinosaur. <laughs> get get a better agent. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> clearly, they share an agent with Vince Vaughn. That's the problem. Oh. And with that, we'll say goodbye. But next week, we'll be back with another Spielberg movie. Summer of Spielberg. Summer of Spielberg. What will it be? I don't know. We don't know more Jurassic Parks to talk about. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>